0: underdog collectibles is an online shop run for collectors by collectors join them every sunday tuesday and thursday night as they break new products talk sports and hopefully you'll pull a great hit to add your collection visit them at www.udogcollect.com and tell them wax pack hero sent you remember always bet on the underdog You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I wanna help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. As I'm gonna get to in today's interview, this is a little bit of a different episode. I'm bringing on Rich Klein, Uh, who's worked all over in the industry. Beckett, or he works for ComSea now. He's had a variety of roles within the industry. And we were talking a, a couple weeks ago about the value that you can expect out of a hobby box. And so that is what we're gonna have a conversation about today. We'll talk a little bit more of the introducing the idea or introducing the concept as I start the interview. So I'm gonna go ahead and let it roll. I am bringing on Rich Klein, and we're going to talk a little bit about the economics of busting hobby boxes, busting retail boxes. Uh, It all kind of stemmed from a tweet that I had uh, recently where I was kind of discussing how with the current market and the current uh, cost, a rising cost of hobby boxes that You know my initial assessment was there are zero or very few hobby products that it makes sense to buy and get value out of and there's some dialogue and conversation back and forth with a few different people on twitter some people agreeing with me some people disagreeing with me and rich reached out and said hey why don't we take a look at at a a product and see what that might look like if we put some analysis to it so rich welcome to the show
1: thanks for having me mike And when we had this discussion, I hearken back to my Beckett days way back in the day when one of my Beckett teammates, uh, Grant Sandground, who's now at upper deck at a higher level position, used to be absolutely fanatical about doing what he called case analysis. And he was almost always correct, and every once in a while something would change in the product or there would be something about which products would be worth buying and which ones would end up being in the discount bin one or two years later sure. and you usually do the percent of how the, the, the cards were going to break. And that's always been an interesting concept. You do a lot of that when you buy collections. Yes. You look at a collection and you say, I've got 3,000 cards here. These cards, oh, I don't have any cards for these sets, so I can put 200 of these cards into sports slots. I can put 200 of these cards to COMC. C. I can put 1,000 of these cards on eBay. I can keep 20 of these cards for my own collection. So you're doing that kind of instinctively. You don't really get to do the number crunching, except mentally, maybe you take a pen and paper with you to figure out, this is 50,000 cards, okay, what should I pay for card? That might be the only thing you can really do if you're taking a quick look at a collection
0: that's for sure one of the things that I do when I'm looking at a collection and back when you could actually pre-order cases of sealed product at close to wholesale when you were when you were getting those pre-order prices locked in I would do something very similar in what I had experienced in the past, I'd rely some on Brent and Becca, who's busting hundreds of these TOPS products and some of the general guideline of what he's experienced. You know, he didn't give specific numbers, but he might say, at my wholesale cost, I'm averaging a 10% return on flagship, or I'm averaging a 25% return on heritage. And I would use some of those general guidelines as well. but. Um, It's been a little while since I I've done that because I just haven't bought as much sealed um, hobby product recently.
1: So let's take heritage, which is, as I always say, my favorite product. I bought a box the day it came out at my local card store and the price when I went and bought some 3,200 count boxes had not changed four months later. It was $95 for a 24 count box. You get 216 cards in the box. I believe you get six or eight short prints, you get an insert card, should be in every pack or just about, and you get one hit. Now, obviously the hit can be a three-dollar a card that's worth $3 a jersey, or it could be hundreds of dollars as an autograph, and there's your wild card in busting a box. Heritage traditionally has also been at or near, even this level, probably a product you can break even or make a small amount of money Busting a case, you know, and there are case breakers. Yep. So, Heritage is one of those rare examples where ninety-five dollars for a box sounds strong, but it may be a doable a doable price, especially if and we'll both stress this: if ninety-five dollars fits within your budget. Correct. You know, and that's something to remember. My local card store, until the last couple years before Heritage, was always seventy-four twenty-five the day Heritage came out. 7425 is almost a no-brainer on a on the hobby level. You'll buy it, you should do okay, especially because you're getting the short prints with a with a value, and then your hit is your hit, and then you still have value in the comments.
0: Yeah, and don't forget, typically within a box of heritage, you're also gonna get at least one action or other photo variation, which is another key source of value out of heritage as well.
1: Right. And I will just mention that I pulled a throwback from a pack, a loose pack at their store a couple weeks ago. And Stefan now has it because it's the twin. And I traded it to him because he basically, my mother-in-law bought up a new computer. So he installed her computer, got everything done and then gave me, then I got the hand-me-down of her old computer, which was better than my 15-year-old computer, which was being held together by by wire. But you don't expect cards that are two three hundred dollars out of a pack. So give my local card store, triple cards in Plano, credit for not searching packs. They 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 change the packs from how they're done in in the box. So they shuffle them. Yep. Make sure that they're not in the same order. So somebody doesn't say, okay, it's the third card on the third pack on the left has the hit. Let's do that. That's not, you know, they did that last year. I pulled a Vladdy Guerrero autograph. So I give them props for doing that with loose packs when I buy it. But that's that's a different subject. But that's part of it too. If you get the hit, you've won. But if you didn't get the big hit, you still at least broke even or came so close. And you had the fun of opening and looking at the cards. Now, the next step down is for a lot of people who don't have a local card store, go to your big box store. Heritage is, we're just going to call it $20 for a blaster box. You get 64 cards in the blaster box. It's eight packs of eight cards. You should get two short prints out of there and you should again get six other, usually cheaper inserts, occasionally get the hit. I've gotten autograph cards, I've gotten buybacks. You do sometimes get better cards, so I don't want to say it's a barren. Some years, Heritage retail is almost as good as Heritage Hobby. So you're now paying $0.30 a card, but you're also not getting, and we forgot to mention, the box topper. You're guaranteed the box topper. And those box toppers in Heritage can be very expensive. So it's not as good for the odds of of winning, let's say, as Hobby. But again, that's $0.30 a card, give or take. That's not the worst price point in the world.
0: Yeah, and Heritage, especially for, it is such a set, driven product. And so much of the value comes from short prints and things like that. If you're looking to put together a set and you can get heritage at MSRP compared to an inflated hobby shop price or an inflated blowout DA price, it it definitely can help reach the economics.
1: Exactly. And In the course of our conversation, somebody who knows me for a long time from New Jersey reached out for me and he must have had a deal with someone because he says, I'll get you six Heritage Blasters cheaper than I would have to buy them at Walmart or Target. Hey, that's a no-brainer. That's my hobby budget for the month. That was like golden. Thank you. And I get to play now with my favorite product at an even better level. (laughs) But we're not... at we're not using people who have contacts like me. We're actually talking about what you would actually buy like, like I did. And what triggered this is about two weeks ago now, I went into Walmart. I had to buy some dog food stuff. I had to buy price stickers to put on car, You know the, the plastic sleeves I use for cards. Yes, I go to Walmart because they have really good price on the, on the little stickers I use for pricing and I also wanted to buy some pet food for my dogs and I wandered over the baseball card section and the only thing they had in sports really that interested me were the 35 card packs of Heritage for I believe it was 10 $10.99. and those you get two hits out of the pack neither of the high numbers I got were really that good since it's only four I don't know if that's a big enough sample size to know whether that's truly what you get or whether they sometimes throw in other stuff, because that's, that turns out to be 140 cards.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I paid approximately, again, approximately 30 cents each. That's a little less than 30 cents each or a little more and nothing great, but it was fun looking at the cards. And again, at 1099, that's a budget almost everybody can afford.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think part of the impetus of my comments were, were taken maybe from a perspective of the, the financial profit that could potentially be made or not made paying those current prices. Now, there's some of those products and, and somebody made the comment on there too, hey, isn't the, the price or isn't it worth what somebody's willing to pay? And yes, from, a, from when you're looking at it, yeah, it's worth whatever somebody's willing to pay that's the price that's going to be charged, you know, and that will be set. You know, if people are willing to pay it, then, then great. Good on that hobby shop, good on that flipper, good on that collector. When I'm thinking about it from a risk reward perspective of trying to be self-sustaining and to be able to sell off some of those extras that I don't need for my collection to be able to recoup that cost. When I was buying Heritage by the Case at $70 a box, when I was buying jumbo boxes of Topps Flagship at $75 a box, kind of wholesale pre-order, I'm much more confident in my ability to buy, rip and flip and break even than I am at a flagship product being $150 a box or, or even $95 a box for Heritage. I would, I would agree. From an entertainment perspective, if you're just gonna buy and keep, that's not out of line. And if you've got the money to spend on 150 for a jumbo box, a flagship, more power to you. Great. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. My comments, you know, part of that was coming from that perspective of being able to buy at those current market prices and then open and resell the extras and try to recoup your money. That's a challenge at those inflated
1: rates. It was really a challenge because I was curious as to all the hoopla. So when I went to triple to get my 3,200, I bought a cello pack or a jumbo pack or whatever the current term is of series two. I opened the pack. It was, you know, again, it was money I could afford. And I want to stress that never, as Ben would say, never put your rice and beans money into cards, as you would say, never put your mortgage money into cards, you know, always do that. Fortunately, again, I had the money to do that. I bought that pack, it was twenty-three ninety nine. I opened the pack and I said, This is a five dollar pack.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: not a twenty-three ninety-nine pack. Granted, if you get the big hit, it's wonderful. But the, the, the value, and that's where you're coming from, you have to be very careful and think about what you're buying in terms of both entertainment, financial value, and then collecting value. If you do heritage every year, okay, you might lean a little more towards okay i can spend the extra five or ten dollars and again if you're looking at heritages hey i might break even or make a little or lose a little but i'm having fun that's worth doing but if you're looking at jumbo cello packs to 23.99 and you know they're good where the person doesn't play with them that's probably not a profitable way to go
0: right yep yeah i i think so and so that that's kind of where where i look at it and I think the important thing that that as Rich and I were talking, I'm hoping everybody picks up on is there's enough data out there for you to take a look and do a similar breakdown before you make your purchases or as you're trying to plan your purchases to determine what a reasonable expectation might be so that depending on what your goals are, you can decide if that's a product that fits within your goals or not and if it fits within your budget or not or if there's other things that you can buy and sell to raise the funds that will cover the cost of the entertainment box or whatever you might want to call it. And so keeping in mind, doing some of these types of breakdowns and analysis is something that we can all do as we're trying to figure out, does this product make sense? Am I willing to pay the price that is being charged for this product? And is that something that I want to do?
1: exactly and and that, and that's and that's our point everybody this is not calculus level math this is eighth grade level math and you can put pen to paper and figure it out pretty easily
0: yeah and just because that's the current selling price for something doesn't mean that you actually have to buy it You know, the other example or the other idea that I'll throw out there is I loved opening flagship for the last three or four years since I returned to the hobby. This year, I've not bought one hobby box, one sealed box of flagship, but I'm still going to have the set at the end of the year. For series one, I was able to pick up a case worth of product that somebody local I know um, opened and took out the hits and I bought all the base and inserts essentially um, for pennies on the dollar compared to what they cost sealed and for series two I'm either going to be doing that same thing or I'll pick up the complete set a hand collated complete set for 20 or 25 bucks on the secondary market and I'll still be able to put have that set for my collection but I don't have to pay that 150 or more for a jumbo box
1: I agree with you you know we you know we, we're talking about budgeting and we could do an episode on that too. But one of the things I point out is for me, February is a very expensive month nowadays. I buy a series one box and I buy a heritage box. Yep. So that's probably my most expensive month of the year usually. So that's that's how I know I have to budget for February. It's like bu- budgeting way back when I started collecting the seventies for a big show. I'm putting money away to go to the Montclair State College. Show. I'll have a few hundred dollars by the time I hit that show. And a few hundred dollars in the 70s bought you a heck of a lot of good cards.
0: (laughs) I bet. I wish I was in that situation. These are the types of kind of quick hitter topics that are good for everybody to think through. And it's it's enjoyable for me to be able to have that conversation with somebody else. So thank you for coming on. How about you? Anything else that you wanted to throw out there before we close? thank
1: Thank you for having me. This was
0: a blast. All right. Well, I will talk to you later, Rich. Sounds good, Mike. Well, I'm interested to hear if you've done any of this type of box analysis on your own or case breakdown analysis of your own and use that to try to determine what boxes or what cases you want to buy, what kind of return you might expect to get. I'd love to hear what types of analysis you've done when trying to make those purchase considerations let me know, waxpackhero at gmail.com. Send me a note on Twitter at the Mike Summer And all, as always now, check out my TikTok videos as well as Waxpack Hero on TikTok. Check out the Hobby Hotline every Saturday morning and Monday evening where you, the listener, get to call in and talk with several of us podcast hosts about whatever hobby topic is on your mind. We'd love to hear from you on those uh, shows as well. That's all I've got for you today.